The following contains foul language, which is great, terrible humor, pun central, and lots of spoilers. You have been warned. Welcome to the family. And welcome to another episode of Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Ralph. I'm your host. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> We've done this like 46 times. Come on. Uh, I'm joined by Josh. Hello. Leanne. Hello. Alan. Hi. And back again for one more round. It's Heiss. Hello. Ding, she, ding. she didn't get enough of us last time. So I know. For more. Yeah. Clearly a suck of a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, without further ado, we're going to kick things off uh, straight into our topic of the day. It is October, guys, if you haven't figured out. Spooktober. <laughs> Spooktober is upon us. Um, so we're going to uh, kick things off with some spoopy, scary... Skeletons. Uh, skeletons. <laughs> skeletons. Doot up doot. Doot doot. <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about some uh, some scary movies uh, that we've seen, uh, and this week we're talking about slashers. Slashers. So we're gonna do dead by genre. This week is slashers. Um, so, how many of you guys have seen many horror films? Just I've seen a few. Yeah. 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 So, the horror film isn't a new concept. It's obviously people like getting scared. It, it's it's a bit of a thing. People like that adrenaline rush. Um, and there's there's a lot of different genres. There's there's slashers, there's paranormal, there's gore, there's Asian horror, which is a completely different kettle of fish. There's so many different genres, so we're going to try and stick just to slashers today. Um, so we're going to cover certain ones, certain ones that are influential in the genre, which kind of define the genre. Um, first off, some notable mentions that we're not going to really cover in detail. Um, the Hills of Ice. Uh, I think I've seen that once. 1977, mm-hmm. done by Wes Craven, who's a master at, um, at horror films. Um, the remakes were fucking great, by the way. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen I've them, seen they're the worth movie. watching. They're really good. I know you've seen the first one, Leanne. Is yes. there a bit in a caravan that's particularly horrifying? Yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes. With the girl from Lost, Emily DeRozan. Yes, yeah, I haven't seen Lost, but I'm sure that's the first yeah. one I've that. <laughs> it's, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> brutal and it's great. Fantastic. Um, Child's Play is another one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of Remake borderlines. Uh, it's already come it, out and it's already come out. fucking shit. It's, yeah. it's really bad. Fucking awful. It changed shows, everything shows how it. out of the loop I am now that I'm not working in the cinema. Yeah. Um, if I just a quick rundown with the original, it's that a doll's been possessed by um, a maniac, a killer's soul, as he's been shot to death, and the doll becomes a killer. In the remake, it's a manufacturer's fault. Are you it's fucking so kidding me? So is this wow. within guarantee? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, can, yeah. I, can I return it? Yeah. Um, the only same grace that Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. Mm, mm. So that's the oh, only thing. That, I heard about that. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing that fucking. Brings yeah, I heard it was just like it, like they tried to make it modern. It's like oh, it's a faulty AI guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. For AI. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they tried turning a doll into an Alexa, and Alexa's just gone. Ah, oh, fuck this shit. I'm done with this for today. <laughs> Grabs a knife, starts stabbing people. Yeah, you this know? is why I say please <clears throat> and thank yous to my Google assistant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Hi Siri. You, know what, you did use that concept that was actually really good. There's that episode of Black Mirror with um, that lass. I haven't seen that. Um, but at least Black Mirror actually does things like that well. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not like I think everybody complained about it because it had oh, what's it what's she called? <clears throat> Fuck me. I've not seen it. Um Hannah Montana, that one. Oh, oh Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. yeah, it had her in it and she's like <laughs> 
the obviously the pop star. Did she come was, in like a wrecking ball? Had <laughs> <laughs> to be done. To be fair, it was like it was a really good choice because like it was about obviously she'd go up as like child um, pop star or whatever, and she'd been like controlled by her aunt and stuff. So it had like double meaning uh, kind okay, of, which okay. was re- a really mm. good choice. It's like when yeah. um, they cast um, Michael Keaton as Bird man mm. like and there's like all the connotations with Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it was the same yeah. sort of vibe and that was really good and the, the okay. AI gets kind of like kind of possessed-ish yeah. okay okay, but it's not really a horror yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. more of like a thriller kind of thing yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all Black Mirror is kind of like yeah. so, mm. social social commentary yeah. borderline <clears throat> horror maybe uh, sort kind of like Battle Royale was in the sense we talked about that a couple weeks back cool another one to check out is probably House of a Thousand Corpses from 2003 by Rob Zombie. Oh, I that, that is a fantastic film. Spun out from one song he did in an album, uh, Hellboy Deluxe in 98, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it has two sequels, The Devil's Rejects, which has already been out, and Three from Hell, which is due out, I think it's either this month or next month. Um, unfortunately, Probably Sid Haig. Because of Halloween. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he didn't capitalize on that. I got a cat in my face now. Um, Sid Haig, who plays Captain Spaulding in those films, unfortunately did pass away last week. So that, oh, that's man. a bit of a sad uh, sad note on that. Mm. Um, wrong Turn, bit of a sleeper hit with oh. Oh. Um, Elijah Dusku from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Flight Faith. That's probably yeah. one of the first. Uh, the other, no, Buff, Buffy's <clears throat> the main vampire slayer. She was the yeah. brunette one. Oh, in like oh, season four or five. God, it might have been so long. <laughs> Not she's <so>. hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to be fair, yeah. yeah. Teenage Crush Tall. Totally, yeah, totally. she's so cute. That, that, oh, this... no, this is, who's the, who's the witch? <laughs> Ginger witch. Oh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, oh, um, she's a Alice, Willow. Yeah. yeah. Al- yeah Alyssa something. Whatever her face is, yeah. 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 It's great. <laughs> and she's not really lesbian and everyone just loved that. And, yeah, what's not to like? Yeah, yeah. My parents who stopped watching. Anyway, that's wow. a whole different thing. <laughs> um, Wrong very underrated film. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Wrong Turn, very underrated film, I find. It's very Hills Have Eyes in one aspect that it's all about mutated freaks in the outbacks of oh, the sort of America. Um, and it's Elijah Dusty's first sort of main actoring mm. role in a feature film. Worth a watch if you haven't seen that one. Cool. Um, last one, this is, I know Leanne's got a special place for this one. Her is Sweeney Todd, The uh-huh. Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Oh! By Tim yeah. Burton in 2007. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I really yeah. knew it. Oh, that was oh, really yeah. good. First it time had, I saw um, it was with you. Doesn't it have Alan Rickman in it? Uh, yes. It? Yeah, it had Alan Rickman in it. That was, he was and Tim yeah. Burton's wife. Um, um, how the hell are boy? She's the one fucking everything. She is. <laughs> she's in everything and that, anything yeah. that Tim, yeah. Tim Burton does. Yeah, yeah. That's jobs. I really wish he'd write her like. A different role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be she nice. She plays to... it so well. Though. She yeah, does. I, she I does. know, but imagine she... Helena Bonham Carter on Bake Off. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Josh is gonna be like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. There was this spooky woman that got voted off last Aww. week on Bake Off. Um, it was, it was kind of. She, she had some interesting ideas. She was really so. cool. She, um, but yeah, yeah, so those are the honourable mentions for this episode. Um, so. Going back to the roots of Slashers and where they came from, all these films are going to be done in chronological order of release. Um, one of the first ones that ever came out and was heralded as the first sort of slasher film is in 1960. It's uh, Psycho. Oh! Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I've been meaning to watch that. It's good. nigh on 20 years. <laughs> I think, yeah, honestly, when I did watch it, I'm just like, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially yeah. for the first time. time. For yeah. the time that it was, Counting I'm just it. like, this is brilliant. It's on yeah. Netflix as well. 
Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, yeah. yeah, put, yeah. It, put it on the list to watch. It's merited a lot of remakes. Did, yeah, I say, did, wasn't there a remake of it? And wasn't it terrible? American Psycho apparently was good. That's one Christian Bale. It's actually Bale. Oh, that, not that bad. That, that is actually a really good movie. Yeah. I've not seen that one. I've yet to see that. I, it's literally on yeah. my list. Mm. Yeah. No, that is really good. I watched it fairly recently, and I was, I was quite surprised by how good it was. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. actually a remake of Psycho? I believe so in a different context. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pre- yeah. yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, obviously, they couldn't call it Psycho Psycho. Oh, yeah. So yeah imagining in that still, sense. Um, but it's supposed to be really good. I'm not seeing that one. Um, that was originally based on the novel Psycho um, in 1959 by Robert Bloch. So it was quite a quick turnaround. Harvey Hitchcock, right. where he got this book, read it, and went, yeah, this would make a fucking great film. Obviously, mm-hmm. the films he'd done, I think that might have been his first horror. Because I think the birds was definitely after that. Vertigo wasn't really a horror. Yeah. Uh, Vertigo wasn't very good. Yeah, that was yeah. That's not the best. Um, I think <laughs> for me, in terms of the Hitchcock ones, it's either the birds or Psycho that's the best of the two. It's, mm. it's definitely one of those. Birds is great. To the birds fun. is fantastic. Yeah. What they did with that and what they had the for times. The time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just, with the times, yeah. it's incredible. Um, so yeah, how the slash the start start of the slasher genre obviously influenced a lot of films. Even by today's standards, you sort of see in a lot of films the shower scenes and the knife coming through the yeah. curtain and all that kind of that. Um, it, it's even in parodies, you know. Um, did spin off a TV series in twenty thirteen oh. uh, called Bates Motel, which ran for three seasons, I believe it was. It might yeah, have been two. Oh, it's yeah. seen it. It's got the kid uh, from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> oh, okay. He's he's uh, Norman Bates. In it, oh. and it's like uh, kind of like a prequel to the psycho <laughs> thing. So just showing oh, him how like he build up. To... He, he, yeah, he's how he grew up to be the crazy, the crazy <laughs> man he ends up being uh, later on. So he's like mum's there, and yeah. she's like, you know, hover helicopter parenting and the yeah, like, yeah. Mm. Well, special little boy. Mm. The, obviously, the film's based on the book, as I mentioned already, by Robert Blotch. Um, that was inspired a lot by a guy called Ed Gein. Um, do any of you know about Ed Gein? No. no. Right. So it's a bit of a direct lead-in. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Uh, this is going somewhere going. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974 by Toby Hopper. Hooper? Mm. Hopper? Ho- Hooper. Um, obviously, Held is a disgusting film. Fantastic piece of film. Mm. You can't fault it at all. Um, that was inspired more by Ed Gein. So Psycho was inspired more by the person as he was... Um, growing up with his parents in that aspect, mm. whereas Texas Chainsaw was more after his parents' um, passing. Um, I did a bit of research, and I'm going to have to get this cat off the table. Hang on. Rex. At the I'll way, have him. At the way, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> He's just we'll get So I did a lot of research on this. I know what Ed Gein anyway, but I just made some notes. So bear with me a second. It might get a bit <laughs> long-winded. Um, inspired by Ed Gein, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, inspired by Ed Gein, rather, uh, also was called the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. Ed's father died in 1940 of heart failure, which was caused by alcoholism, and he was left with his mother, and they became extremely close, and he would be with her 24-7. He wouldn't let her have girlfriends. He wouldn't let everyone come to the house. He was very coddling, as you say, helicopter parenting. He was very yeah. much, you're my son, you do what the fuck I say. Yeah. Kind of like Eddie in it as well, very sort of, even doubt to now, mm-hmm. but oh, people okay. take inspiration from that. Um, a bit like Waterboy with Adam Sandler and his mum. <laughs> <laughs> Except this little is a little That girl's a little bit. Little bit, little bit. Um, <laughs> my son will not play foosball. <laughs> Sorry, this is supposed to be serious. Go on. Um, so she died in December of 1945. 
and obviously he was devastated by that. He kind of had a bit of a, a bit of a mental break, as it were. Um, he was described as if he had lost his only friend and one true love and was now absolutely alone in the world. After this, he gained money from doing odd jobs around the town where they lived, which was Plainsfield, um, and he boarded up all the rooms in the house that his mother would use, including the upstairs, all of it, the downstairs parlour, the living room, and they were left untouched. Okay, The rest of the house became increasingly squalid. He just didn't look after it. Um, he would take to living in a small, very small room next to the kitchen, and he became interested in pulp magazines and adventure stories, mainly those involving cannibals and the Nazi atrocities. Uh, on November 16, 1957, uh, hardware store owner Bernice Warden disappeared. A witness stated one of the store's trucks was driven out of the rear of the building around 9.30 that morning, and the store was closed all day. Uh, coincidentally, her son was the sheriff of the town, who entered the, the store around about 5pm that day, and they found that the cash register was open, there was bloodstains all over the floor. Uh, he told investigators that Gein was in the store earlier, and there was a receipt, so the last receipt to be written before that obviously she disappeared was for a gallon of antifreeze, and obviously it was written to Ed Gein. So the first thing they did, they went over and arrested him. They found him in a grocery store in the town, and that's later on that evening, they arrested him and went up to his farmhouse and searched it. They found the body of, of Bernice Warden, decapitated and hung upside down by her legs by the, with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. The body had been field-dressed, much like a deer would be. So for anyone who's not uh, up to date with that, basically the body was cut open, all the innards removed, and it was like a shell of the torso. Yeah. Um, she'd been shot with a rifle and mutilated after the death, and upon searching the house, authorities also found whole human bones and fragments of human bones, a waste basket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedposts, female skulls with the tops sawn off, made into bowls, so he would eat out of these fucking skulls, um, a corset made from a female torso, shoulder to waist, leggings made from a human leg skin, masks made from the skin of female heads, a belt made of female nipples, and a lot more. So you can see where the inspiration where Texas Chainsaw came from with that. He was the guy that inspired um, Buffalo Bill from, uh, fuck me, uh, Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah. Oh, it puts the lotion yeah. on its skin or it gets the hose oh, again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I knew the name sounded familiar. Mm. Yeah. 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 So he inspired him as well. Yeah. Was, it, was he named, was he called Ed Gein in the, in the movie? I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up. <laughs> Flipping heck. Just, just to continue the, the thing of that, when, when he was questioned, obviously they, they arrested him, they took him to the, the police station, the prison, whatever you want to call it. Um, he admitted to robbing as many as 40 no. graves over Jane five gone. years. And my cat's causing chaos today. So he, he, he admitted to robbing over 40 graves over five years while he was in like a daze type state. So he didn't quite know what he was doing. Right. Um, I guess kind of like an euphoric kind of state, I guess he'd probably be in, sort of not quite knowing what was going on. Um... On about 30 of those graves, he sort of came out of the days and returned the grave to its original state. So before he sort of realised, oh shit, I better put this back and cover it all up and whatnot. Um, the other times, he would end up taking the bodies home and tanned the skin to make his paraphernalia. The lampshades, the fucking leggings, the skin suits, everything like that. There's even a picture somewhere online, if you look hard enough, of him in a fucking proper skin suit. Face mask, the fucking the, the woman's corset thing, the leggings, it's pretty disturbing. Um... But that was the inspiration for Texas Chainsaw. And if you watch 
Texas Chain. Heist is grimacing, lovely there. Um, <laughs> if you watch Texas Chain, the original one, when the family's all sitting around at the head of the table, the fucking, I think it's the father, sat on a fucking skeleton chair, mm. all made of human bones and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's all these kind of soup bowls made of skulls and that kind of stuff yeah. on there. Mm. So it's, people are going, oh, horror's bad, horror's this, horror's that. That happened in the 40s before horror films were even a proper thing. Yeah. Well, that's the you thing. Know? Like, humans are capable <clears throat> of terrible oh, yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible mm. things. And so, mm. just horror in itself is only a snapshot of what, like, yeah. the atrocities yeah. any, oh, yeah. any single human being 100%. can do. But look at Hitler. Look what he yeah. did. You know, just to name one not random name that people are going to know. Yeah, so... And he wasn't inspired by anybody. It was, no, no. Yeah. Somebody didn't go on jack gas a bunch of people or burn people in furnaces just for the sake of it because it didn't come up to his standards. Yeah. He was the first fucker to do it and he just did it because he wanted a Unitarian state. Probably wasn't the first fucker to do it. No. Probably yeah. not. But yeah. the, the, well, the most prolific one. Yeah, that's I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely most prolific. Um, but yeah, so Ed Gein, pretty fucked up guy, inspired a lot of horror. Yeah. Being a psycho, going back to that with the, the mother, as you say, how mm-hmm. to pop the parenting, not letting the, the son have any partners, any girlfriends, and have her friends and attention. That comes across quite well in the psycho film. Yeah, it does. Because she's just, every time someone goes to the hotel, oh, who's that girl you've been looking at? Oh, get rid of her, and all yeah. this kind of lark with it, and it's really quite powerful. Probably inspired um, one of the other villains from <coughs> Hannibal as well, Red Dragon, I forgot what his full name is, because he had the grandmother that was like always... You know, berating him and like controlling yeah. him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a Cartman figure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought of uh, Principal Skinner. <laughs> yeah, that's close. Yeah, yeah. That's close yeah. yeah funny. Seymour, <laughs> useless boy. Yes, my um, <laughs> yes, But yeah, I mean, when you look back at that original text change, so it does seem quite campy by today's standards of horror mm. films. Mm. But putting yourself in the mind state of that is quite terrifying. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you see this fucking chair made of human bones, and it's like, oh, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. And the, the acting is done really well. That girl who sort of escapes towards the end, she just jumps out that window because she see the, she dies in this house. She might die going through this window, but shit or bust, what do I do? You fight or you flee. Yeah. And she decided to fucking run and brush out this window, and she, she got out of there, which was, which was kind of cool. Um, when that film first came out, that was marketed as being a real story. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like based on a true story. Chain, yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's what probably a lot of people got onto <laughs> it. It's like, holy crap, we're gonna see something like, it's like Blair Witch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. that. It's mm-hmm. that sort of like, holy crap, if this is true, this is, you know, absolutely horrible. So it oh, adds yeah, that yeah. extra level. It does. It of, does. It's horrors only effective when it has realism to it. Yeah. Because it makes you think, shit, this could actually fucking happen. Yeah. And that's what puts the fear of you into you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what works in horror. That's what makes it I think it that was horror. what was so effective about the very first paranormal activity as well. Because yes. it was le- left so open at the end, uh-huh. it mm. gave you the impression that it could yeah. happen to anybody. Yeah. Mm. Whereas yeah. when they started explaining it, yeah. it's it, it yeah. fucking... You kind of kill it. Yeah. Killed it. It should yeah. have stopped at the first one. Anyway, yeah. that's yeah. for another one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> like... I mean, Leatherface, in, in this particular film, you don't really see much about his backstory. Mm. Mm. You know that there's something wrong with his face. He covers it with his skin-made mask, obviously a victim or previous victim, rather. Um, but they never really cover it. And I think that's where the rest of the franchise kind of fucked up. Because they went, oh yeah, this is why he did it. That's why he did it. He performed yeah. with this and he was taunted as a child and all this kind of shit. And it kind of kills it. Yeah. What's wrong with keeping that villain, as it were, um, as a mystery, as an yeah. enigma that... 
lets your mind run wild. Why is he this way? Lets you come up with your own sort of. But that's the thing, though. It. Again, that's sort of like the beauty of of horror. I mean, just to uh, name like um, Cthulhu, mm. that mm. type of horror, mm. cosmic horror. Mm. You don't know what the heck you're actually supposed to imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, your yeah. imagination yeah. is running wild. Yeah, yeah. And so mm -hmm. that just the machinations in your head. Yeah. Just make. You know, that's kind of what why you people go insane when they see yeah. the eldritch gods. Because mm. it's like, I can't explain this. This is... Ah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I think one thing that works quite well with this as well is that it is just a human wearing another human's face. Mm. That's quite... What the fuck? Yeah. You know? It's pretty disturbing. It is. It is. Mm. It is. Um, did any of you see the remake? Mm. In 2003 uh, with Jessica Biel. Of Chainsaw? Chainsaw, yeah. No. That is a phenomenal remake. You've seen that, haven't you? I think so. Pretty sure we saw that. That is very accurate to the first, but it keeps a more of a serious tone, very darker tone. Oh, okay. So there's no skeleton chairs. You do see sort of um, bits of body parts and that in uh, formaldehyde in mm. jars, and they're obviously eating it and whatnot. One of the other bits then that was pulled from that in the beginning when they stopped at the gas station is the pies. There's pies in this gas station. There was another incident in Texas where mm. someone was killing people, grinding up the body putting it into pies and selling it. Mate. That's an actual <laughs> thing that happened. Yeah. And that took inspiration from that for the remake. I it's don't remember that being in the original. Free meat, though. Pure profit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and they're all free range. Mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Organic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah the, Homegrown. <laughs> I'd recommend watching both. But the remake, from yeah. what it is, a remake, it's fucking phenomenal. It's a particularly disturbing scene where one of the girls has obviously encountered the family before, the, mm. the Hewitt family in the in the room it's called. Um, she she gets picked up by the bunch of people, bunch of people going to a Leonard Skinner concert, mm. sitting in the back of the car, and she sees this sign, Hewitt Farm or whatever it was, or the slaughterhouse. She's like, oh no, and she starts freaking out. She reaches under between her legs and pulls out a fucking gun and then blows her brains out in the back of the car, and it's like, fucking hell, how did you fit that gun up there? And it's not a small fucking gun. Yeah. It's, fuck. you know, think about the 70s where it's based. It's like a fucking magnum. <laughs> but that goes to show the levels that the people tormented that, sort of in the story, obviously, uh, tormented that person to that point where she yeah. hit the gun in that most intimate place, and as soon as she saw that name again, she's like, no, fuck it, I can't do this again. Boom. That's one of the most impactful scenes in that film. Yeah. It's great. Watch the remake's phenomenal. Cool. Really good. One of those films, again, I've been meaning to watch for about a decade. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just get yeah, getting getting the uh, the bravery and the courage to actually put it on TV <laughs> oh, and I'm sit through it. Fucking shit. I'll tell you that remake. I'm a wuss. Yeah, I'm such a wuss. That remake has one scene that even I cringe at. Ooh. I hate anything to do with fingernails. Oh. Wow. oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's pretty much a bit where this kid tries running away and Leatherface rips his chainsaw out and just cuts his leg off. And he's like, fucking hell, he's on the floor. He like, picks him up, chucks him over his shoulder, starts carrying him down to his workshop, and he's clawing at the walls. And he just rips his... Oh, oh that's oh, making me gag even thinking about it. Oh, just rips his nails out. And it's like, oh, that's fucking grim. I can't, I can't look at that scene. It's horrible. Mm. It's like that one in the ring where the nail goes... Yeah, through. I was just about oh. to say. Oh. I hate oh. that one. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah. all right. It's like a bit... Um, in uh, Silence of the Lambs, where she's down in the hole, 
and then she fight, sees all yeah. the claw marks yeah. on the edges, and then she pulls out like, a bit of fingernail. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's grim. Moving on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, next biggest one to come out after Texas Chainsaw was 1974. It's only four years later. John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh. oh, I'm guessing you've all seen the original Halloween. Uh, yeah. Only recently. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, does anyone know where the mask came from? What the mask? Oh was? yeah, it's a William Shatner mask. Ding ding, winner. Yeah. So they they, they panicked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. panicked and they were like, "Shit, we need a fucking mask." This guy we're shooting later today. We need a mask. Went to this general store, saw a Star Trek Captain Kirk mask. Went, grab that. We'll paint it white. Done. <laughs> yeah it worked I love it and yet yeah. it's still a staple of the character today even yeah, to the yeah. film that was out last year you know um, so that was based on the idea of Celtic traditions believe it or not oh. mm. Deborah Hill who was the screenwriter stated in an interview that the idea was that you couldn't kill evil and that was how we come about the story we're back to the old idea of Sam Hain that Halloween was the night where all of the souls are let out to wreak havoc among the living and then come up with the story about how the most evil kid who ever lived and then John Carpenter came up with the fable of a town, the dark secret of someone who once lived there, and now that evil has come back, and that's what made Halloween work. Kind of mm. mixing that old religious folklore yeah. in with something which is so disturbing and vile, like the, the evilness of a child, if it's corrupted. <clears throat> um, Carpenter also stated um, that he based a character on experience with a real-life mental patient. He said, I met the six-year-old child with this pale, blank, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, I realised what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simple evil. That's the idea of Michael Myers, age six, murdering his older sister to death on Halloween night. Come from that one little in in mm. sort of interaction with a six-year-old child in a fucking penitentiary somewhere. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Just to have this kid, something that's supposed to be so sweet and innocent, and look in their eyes, and it's like, is this kid trying to fucking kill me? You know? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's fucked up. And that's, again, it's going back to the things that... It's, it's, yeah, well, it's the simplest <laughs> things that make it the most scariest. That's the thing. A six-year-old yeah. boy behind a simple mask in the beginning of the film going in and stabbing his sister to death. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, just uh, bring it to another sort of genre. I mean, The Omen alone mm -hmm. is just that we're going to be talking about that potentially in, in, another, in another episode. But it's like, it's a boy. You shouldn't be scared of it, yet. It's fucking terrifying. He's yeah. the devil! Yeah, yeah, exactly, with a little 666. Yeah. Um, spawned off a lot of sequels. <laughs> oh, dear. Eight sequels. core films, originally, um, one of which doesn't feature Michael. Season of the Witch, episode three. You've seen that one. It's a weird one where this fucking guy is trying to make these Halloween masks. I think there's three different ones. There's a pumpkin, a ghost, and a witch, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, and they've got like brainwashing technology in it. Oh, okay. And he's trying to basically get all the time to buy these masks and fucking enslave them to do his will on Halloween night. It's like the mask Fuck all to do with Michael Myers. <laughs> you know, no more mention of it, no reference, nothing at all. It's like, why is this even a Halloween film? Yeah. Um, this is where it gets a bit confusing though. So one and two um, are direct sequels to each other. Mm -hmm. Then four, five, and six came out. Okay, those are all sort of one storyline. Then you had H2O and Resurrection, which was seven and eight, a direct sequels to the second movie only. I heard about this, yeah. So they retconned four, five, and six, well, three, four, five, and six, did H2O and Resurrection, right? Then Rob Zombie remade two of the films. 
which are pretty fucking good, to be fair. Rob Zombie's a master horror filmmaker. And then the last year, 2008 one, retcons everything apart from the first film. That's a direct sequel to that. Nice. You look up a fucking timeline of this thing, it's a fucking logistics <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. It's like, what, what? the Sony arrows going in? How was the uh, the remake? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it, mm. I quite enjoyed it. Mm. I think the ending was a bit abrupt. Mm. It was just showing girl power, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what they wanted to yeah. do. But then, to be fair, Jimmy Lee Curtis still kicks ass. Yeah. You know, she's... The daughter scene where she's, like, crying... For him to come out and then she's like, got ya. And yeah, she yeah, that, that was amazing. so good. Yeah, that was great. Um, effectively, Jim Lee Curtis has a daughter and a granddaughter mm. who she doesn't really get on with because she's still paranoid about Michael because yeah. he's been locked up in a, a penitentiary institution for God knows how many years. Um, and he escapes, obviously, because it's Michael. Yeah. Gets his mask, kills a bunch of people, goes to try and find her. And as Heist just said, the, the daughter and that are in uh, Jim Lee Curtis's house, like, uh, Laurie Strode, can't mm-hmm. remember his name. Um, where she sort of fortified the entire house for this eventuality. <laughs> they have this fucking underground thing underneath the kitchen counter that moves back and forth and it's quite clever. Mm. And then the daughter's there and she's like, come on, Michael, you want me? Come and get me. And she's crying and, ah, got you. Boom, shoots him in the face. He falls down the stairs. They trap him in the set of place on fire. It's like, nice. holy yeah. shit balls. Where did that come mm-hmm. from? It's so it. crazy. <laughs> but it, all the way through the film, they were kind of giving that doubt, wouldn't they, with the daughter. It was yeah. like, oh, you're just delusional. You're just paranoid. All of a sudden, Michael's there and she just clicks into game mode. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah I believe you. I'm really sorry. Mm. And it kind of shows that connection with the with Laurie and her daughter, which is quite cool. <coughs> I quite enjoy that. Mm. Um, there's still two more to go. Oh, really? We're doing two more films. Oh. Halloween Kills is next year. Yeah. And then Halloween Ends is the year after. So mm. I think they're stopping it after that. Yeah. Hopefully. Until yeah. the next yeah. remake. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, if there are any other remakes I've done and this is good as the Rob Zombie one, mm. fair enough. Because that Rob Zombie remake was on point. Was. That was extremely accurate to the original whilst putting a modern spin to it, which mm. is fantastic. Cool. Sequel took in a completely different direction. Yeah. But again, that was... I think that's what he wants. That was good. Too, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that one mm-hmm. where he's sort of in the penitentiary and he's imagining his mother because his mother got killed. Um, and there's like a unicorn scene in there somewhere, a white horse scene, I remember. I think so. It's, it gets a bit trippy, but that's mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's horror style. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a, a good one to watch. If you go back and watch the original Halloween, 100%. If you haven't seen it, definitely go and see that because that is the, the pinnacle of a fucking Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, only two years after that was Friday the 13th, uh, 1980. Uh, it's like Jason. Yeah, yeah Jason. Yeah. Well, well, well. No? Yes yeah. and no. Okay. So, Sean S. Cunningham did this one. Um, it was inspired by Halloween. He previously worked with Wes Craven on Last House, uh, on the, uh, was it Last House at the End of the Street? I believe it was called. Uh, yeah, Last House on the Left, sorry. So he worked with Wes Craven, who was covering him with, with Freddy. He obviously built, uh, built, I say built, made Freddy Krueger. Wes Craven did. He drawn that character. He did Scream and all that sort of stuff. Um, but he worked with Sean Cunningham. He went off then. He went, I want to do my own films. I want to do my own thing. Didn't want to do a Last House on the Left sort of imagined film. He wanted something different. He wanted something that was a bit more up and down. Last House on the Left starts off quite slow, hits into overdrive, and just stays there for a good long while, yeah. mm-hmm. and then drops off at the end, and that's it. With... Friday the 13th is more of a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Someone dies, it drops back down to normal levels, someone dies again. It, it's sort of almost like um, a mountain peak, if you imagine the sort of range of it going up and down. Wanted it to be visually stunning, I wanted a lot of jumps from the seats. People were like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? There's a lot of jump scares in it, which is, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, so the story behind how he came up with this is quite funny, and I've got a, a book here, so I'm just going to read a little bit out of there. 
Um, I still made these long lists of titles, and one that came into my head was Friday the 13th. I didn't know what it would be about, but the title intrigued me. And out of frustration, I said, Christ, if I had a picture called Friday the 13th, I could sell that. What am I supposed to do with this? I kept toying around with it. What would it be? It just kind of stuck in the back of my mind. I took out this ad in Variety over the 4th of July weekend of 1979. A full-page ad that just simply said Friday the 13th in great big block capital letters crashing through a mirror and underneath it, the most terrifying film ever made, coming December 1979. The only problem was I didn't have a script or a start date. <laughs> so he took out this ad on a gamble that someone would fund it without an idea, without a script, without a start date. And oh. it fucking worked, and it's one of the biggest franchises in the world. Wow. Took that's a gamble crazy. and paid off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man, fuck. You know, took a massive gamble, and that's that's amazing. Um, so, Kevin Bacon, one of his biggest early films, starred in Friday the 13th, dies. Oh. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Um, so you just said as well, quite funny, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Fun fact for you, Jason Voorhees only appears twice in the first film. Oh, really? And this is a little boy. Oh. He's not the killer in the first film. Oh, really? It's his mother. Oh. Uh, Pamela Voorhees. Well, we don't want to spoil it. Pamela Voorhees is actually the killer in the first film. Oh, okay. So a lot of people sort of like yourself going in now, oh, it's Jason, it's Jason, Jason. The first time we see it, it's like, what the fuck is not Jason? <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Basically what happened, Jason was at a camp. He was a disabled child. He mm. had a sort of a physical deformity. He went swimming and the camp counsellors didn't watch him as he was swimming. He couldn't swim very well and he drowned in the lake. They weren't watching because they were having sex. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is important. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's a lot of sex in the Friday the 13th films. If you um, have sex in Friday the 13th, you die. Pretty much. It's an unwritten thing, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty much uh, a pro movie for celibacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And Camp I mean, if I was going to choose one, it wouldn't be Watch the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Jason dies and the mother goes on a bit of a wrench kick. So they reopen the camp a few years later and all the camp counsellors come back with all the kids and the mother's like, fuck these guys, and starts killing them off one by one. It's fucking great. Some That's of the, pretty cool. It's yeah. one of the death scenes that are the most impactful for me is, I think it was Kevin Bacon laying on the bed and you just see this, I think it's an arrow and knife just goes straight through his Adam's apple from underneath oh. and it's, it's fucking brutal and just blood starts pumping out of oh, it and it's, it's so fucking well done. For 1980, yeah. looks superb. My mother went to see this as, uh, what was she, 17 at that point? It's an 18-rated film. Her ex took her to see it, and it scarred her, and it, she couldn't watch it for years because it terrified her so much. Wow. That's how impactful this film was back in those days. That's so amazing. good. Um, second one kind of takes a bit of a twist. Jason turns up. Yeah. Um, Jason, does, Jason doesn't <laughs> get his hockey mask till third film. Oh, right. So in this one, he's wearing a burlap sack over his face. Nice. With a little with an eye hole. Yeah. That's all he can see out of his one fucking eye hole. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously, he's like, got this fucking shrine with his mother's decapitated head in this shrine. And he's imagining the mother talking to him from beyond the grave. And he starts yeah. going up killing the camp counsellors, thinking it's his mother telling him to do it. It's like, it's fucking great stuff, great stuff. But then at the end of it, the girl goes in and she's running from Jason. She finds her saying, and she's like, oh my God. And it's the mother's jumpers there. She puts it on, pretends to be his mother, and then ends up fucking stabbing him like 15 times to get rid of him, I think it was. Um, Jason doesn't die. He comes back every time. That's his thing, isn't it? He's yeah, like, yeah, immortal. yeah. They, they have and they haven't explained it. Mm. Uh, that leads to the worst sort of film was Jason Goes to Hell, which is the ninth film in the series. Bit of a bit of a jump, but effectively what they said was it's a spirit from hell embodying a body. Okay. 
and controlling that body. Yeah. Jason's body gets obliterated in that film in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of that film. just gets completely destroyed. And then this tentacle-looking thing, I think, is like a, like a maggoty kind of thing, like an oversized maggot, just kind of goes into another body, and that becomes Jason. Oh, okay. Worst fucking film ever. Yeah. That's the worst part of it. If you're going to have Jason, it's Jason. Yeah. If you're going to have something like that, do it elsewhere. Yeah. You know, it's that's how it's the worst film. The only good thing to come out of that film... When it does go back into a body with a hockey mask and it kind of mutates around it, he dies, he gets blown up, the mask hits the floor and a bunch of sand, a dog comes over and sniffs it, walks away, next you know, Freddy Krueger's glove, just bang up on the front, grabs it, pulls it under hell, Robert Englund starts laughing. Spawned out Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Great. It's that simple one little thing the fans have been clamouring for for years. Would win in a fight between Freddy and Jason. You know, it's before the internet. Comic books had kind of toyed with it at that point. Video games nowhere near that point at that time. Let's, let's just tease this and see where we go with it. Took them fucking years to do it, mind. <laughs> it's like a good 10, 10, 12 years after that, the Freddy vs. Jason came out. That's pretty cool. But yeah. there's a bit of a long burn for it. Um, in total, there's uh, where are we? 10 core films for Friday the 13th, including Jason X, which is one in space, and the one remake. <laughs> which space so effectively all that went through my head at that point was Jason in space <laughs> so what happened they, they sort of cryogenically froze Jason and then these fucking explorers have gone for the, the earth's dead at this point they find Jason's body there and they bring him up and they thaw him out and they try and do a test and he comes back to life he gets kicked in this machine fucking mutates with the machine becomes part android it's oh, pretty man. fucking badass. One of the best fucking brutal kill scenes in it, though, is the doctor's there and the body's still a corpse at this point. And she's there and she's just eh, pottering around. He sort of sits up. He sees this cryogenic fucking liquid nitrogen thing, grabs her face, jams it in the liquid nitrogen, pulls it up and smashes it on the counter. Hot love it. Such a great death yeah. scene. It's so good. Um, so the remake in 20, 2009 was pretty good. Um not the best, didn't stick to the original storyline of Pamela Voorhees, jump straight into the Jason thing. Yeah. Which is like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But you've got to have the build-up as well. Um, but yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, too many remakes, that's the problem. I think that's the issue of it. Texas Chainsaw did a good one, Friday the 13th. It was good, but not great. Mm. That's fair. Cool. So we're gonna go uh, recharge our drinks. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll back, and we'll be back in a few seconds. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> we're <talking. laughs> every time. Uh, yeah, every time. Uh, right. So, so yeah. <laughs> back uh, on topic. Uh, what movie was? I mean, who who can guess? What other movie we've got after I'll, Friday I'll, I'll, the 13th? I'll give you a hint. 1984. <laughs> 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 I think this is a great book. Hang on, hang on. It's a really look. good book. Only one of us was alive doing that year. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, shit. Right? Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. Oh. Freddy yeah. Krueger. He's the one that what does dreams, isn't it? He's the yeah. one that does their <laughs> dream <laughs> things. He's, he's the one with them rake hands. He's the one that you go to a restaurant and ask for things nicely sliced and he can do it super fucking quick. Because <laughs> he's got that utility glove, right? I love, and going, shing. I love going into restaurants and asking for my food nicely sliced. <laughs> <laughs> like steak, please. Nicely sliced. <laughs> <laughs> I like steak sliced like that child in front of Nightmare on Elm Street, 
<laughs> Medium rare, mm. nicely spiced. <laughs> Could you cube my food, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, little, little off top of that. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, creation of Wes Craven, name that we've already heard of on this episode today. Mm. Um, as I say, he's done a lot of horror franchises. He's going to... He did the last one we're going to cover in a little bit as well, which I believe Heist is going to know a bit more than I do about that one. But let's, let's stick with Friday's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the time being. I'm going to mix it with Freddy vs. Jason now. Um, so, obviously you think dreams, you think nightmares. Freddy Krueger is the one that pops in your forefront of your mind, first mm-hmm. of all, foremost, because that is exactly where, he's, where he is. As he says, he's then one that does them dreams. Basically. Second only to Scary Terry. Gary Terry is is a um, a spoof from um, Rick and Morty. Oh right, okay, okay. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Robert Englund, perfect casting. Can't deny Mm -hmm. that one. Um, That's where the remake fell a bit short. We'll cover that in a minute. Um, So the inspiration for Freddy Krueger was actually when Wes Craven was a kid. No, it wasn't actually when he was a kid. Right, he would. He got up one night, looked up the window, and there was just some random guy standing opposite, staring up at his bedroom window in a fedora. Just wow. stood there fucking staring. And that's wow. why fedoras are creepy. Exactly. Even and that's, more so. And that's effectively, that stuck, so. that stuck with him. That stuck with him throughout. The white nights. <laughs> <laughs> stuck with him throughout, and obviously it's quite a terrifying thing. You, you open your fucking curtain, and the last thing you expect to see is someone standing there staring, looking mm. up in a fucking hat in the middle of the night. Um, obviously, Friday, Friday Kruger became from from like that. Um, if, for anyone who hasn't seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and I probably not many people in this day and age basically it's about a janitor who was killing kids at a school and the parents find out they go they chase him down to this warehouse they lock him in and they burn him alive mm. hence the, the, the scarred or scabbed or whatever you want to call it the look of it like melted flesh I guess yeah. um, and a few years after that he sort of comes back as a as a demonic spirit of sorts infecting people of the kids dreams and he starts killing them so in that it, it's like that whole thing isn't it of when you're asleep and you're dreaming mm. and you jump out of a plane for example sake and if you don't wake up before you hit the ground you're gonna die yeah because your brain thinks you're dead and it just kills you very similar process i think that's probably where some of the idea came from yeah obviously freddy's there and he's slashing people up in the dreams and it's inflicting it on the bodies in real life and it then goes on to, um, I can't remember the, the main female actor, um, Heather Langen, can't, I can't remember the name, is it Nancy? I think it's Nancy, isn't it? Just call her that last. <clears throat> that last, that, that last with that Heather Langenkamp name. Yeah. Um, she then becomes a bit of a, seeing her friends dying, and she mm. kind of wants to fight him, and she kind of takes the fight to him in the dreams, and realises you can pull him out of the dreams if you're grabbing onto him and you wake up at the same time, and it's, sort of, it's all a bit, uh, a bit of a mission to do that. Um, Johnny Depp's first movie. Ah. He dies. Nice. Gets sucked into a bed and becomes a blood fountain. Like I said earlier, where he fucking fucking belongs. (laughs) In that ground. Uh, Nancy. It is Nancy. I thought it was Nancy. Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was Nancy. Um, Because she's like her, he's her boyfriend in the the film as well. Mm. So she sort of tries to get him to try and keep her away or keep her, she goes into the dream world wake me up in 10 minutes, 20 minutes if you look at him struggling, he falls asleep, fucking moron, he, he gets killed and, you know, it's all that sort of luck. Um, big franchise spawned out uh, seven films, I believe it was, in total. Yeah, seven films and a remake. The remake was fucking awful. Um, 
the guy who played Rorschach in the Watchmen film did it. Uh, no, Jackie like Haley. Yeah. He was great as Rorschach. Didn't do a good Friday. No. He's creepy. Yeah. But he doesn't have the... What's the word I'm looking for? The wit of Freddy? The the spontaneity of Freddy? Oh, okay. So the best thing about Robert Englund, I'll take film three as an example. Um, there's a bit where a girl's trying to stay awake mm. and they won't give her pills. She's in this mental sort of hospital trying to get her back to wellness. She obviously knows about Freddy. She's trying to stay awake. The nurses are going, you need some sleep, you need some sleep. And they're giving them fucking tablets, making them go to sleep, all this kind of shit. She's sitting in this TV room. Lawrence Fishburne's in this one as well. Nice. Morpheus. So she sat there and she's watching the TV and she just kind of, you, you flicks back and she kind of nods. You know, you, you're dropping off yeah. sleep and you're like, oh, no, I don't want to sleep. Enough. Does that. She doesn't realise she's asleep at this point. Uh, and they had this whole like spiel come out and then she goes to the TV because it's losing signal. She's whacking the TV and fucking arms pop out of the TV and head, Freddy's head pops out of the top grabs her, lifts her up and smashes her head in the TV. There was this whole spiegel he's going to say this really dumb thing. He went, no, fuck that mad libinger. He went, welcome to prime time, bitch, and smashes her head to the TV. Fucking Robert Englund's own lines. Love it. Because he just went, no, that script doesn't work for me. Fuck yeah. that, I'm not doing that. That's, that's stupid. Freddie wouldn't say that. He really embodied that character. And you, you can kind of see that when you watch the films, you do see that Robert Englund throws himself fully into that character, and that's great. Yeah. And that's what you want. Yeah. So much so... <laughs> People who were watching it believed he was actually killing kids and sending death threats. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a wow. fucking film character. People are dumb, dude. Yeah. I well, bet it was Americans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Bit, yeah. bit of a sidebar, yeah. kind of similar related. H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds come out of the turn uh, just before the 1900s. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, right? yeah, I think yeah. Ralph knows where I'm going with this one. Yeah. They did a radio drama. Oh, yeah, I've listened to that. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, radio yeah. drama. It was so good, people have actually fucking believed it. Orson Welles, mate. No, no okay, okay. Let me add. Uh, let me add to this. Wow. Okay, one, they did preface it. At, if if you listened from the start, it's like yeah. this is an audio pro- radio drama production. Yeah. Blah, yeah. blah 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 by Orson Welles, War of the Worlds. Blah blah blah. People tuned in into the like um, the, the, the radio drama in the middle. Right. When it is like, like crap was like kicking off and people were just like whoa. I What's think there was like a fake <laughs> news report yeah. wasn't there as well. And it was like, this is not uh, this is not a, a, um, a, a test. This is a real emergency. Aliens yeah. have invaded. People in skyscrapers in America going, oh, aliens invaded. Fuck this. Jumping out the skyscrapers. Mm. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Legit. Legit. Just goes to show that things like that can make people do weird things. And this, this whole character of Freddy Krueger put the fear of fuck into people because you can't do anything in your dreams. Yeah. You're, you're dreaming. Yeah. There's, you can... Probably, if you're sort of able to steer some in mm. some direction, but you can never retake really mm. full control of them mm. because it's an unconscious thing. Yeah. But I would argue that people sending death threats to <coughs> Robert England because mm. of Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. is a little bit Extreme. more stupid than killing yourself <laughs> because you tuned in halfway through a radio production and think it's real. Because you watch a film, you can't think oh, it's real because you know you're watching a film. Axes don't exist. <laughs> cameras exist I've seen cameras everything is a documentary <laughs> just, somebody's just uh, compiled footage <laughs> real life footage yeah, yeah, yeah. how'd yeah, they get can, how'd they get the cameras into the screens that's my question Jesus dream, dream cameras <laughs> Jesus saws everything why didn't um, Jesus stop Freddy then because Freddy just test of God it. yeah oh, okay. there we go. yeah yeah there we go perfect yeah. 
I'm not, um, I'm not getting into this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Moving on. Um, so th- there's a pretty cool... I'll trade it. Odin. Loki. <laughs> Done. Um, there's a pretty cool scene. There's, there's some really good cinema trickery in this film. Um, there's a bit with one of the girls. I can't remember the girl's name. It's a blonde girl. She's getting slashed up in her boyfriend's end. She's getting dragged all up the walls and she's crawling over the walls because Freddy's doing it in the dreams, you know? Um, and it's like, how do you do that? How, how do they fucking is it? Why is it? They actually had this room that was built and it was on hydraulics, right? Oh, okay. So they, they nailed everything down. So yeah. everything on the wall was pinned to the wall, everything on the ceiling, everything. And they, they literally had this girl in this room and they turned it full hydraulics. So as you're Mate. watching it, you can see, if you obviously watch it, it looks like she's literally crawling on the wall like it's a floor on the ceiling because in reality it was. Yeah. That's cool. It, it's Genius. what they did with Inception. You know, yeah, uh, the yeah. anti-grav mm-hmm. um, uh, bit in the hotel lobby. Yeah, yeah, it was <coughs> it, like the whole thing was like twisting and turning. As that's a, cool. Yeah, yeah. nineteen eighty-four. That's revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They and ripped then, that off the twits when they stuck everything to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Roald Dahl strikes again. Um, another really cool visual was um, Nancy's in the dream world, and she's. Uh, someone's calling from outside the garden from a rally. Going back to this whole fedora shadowy figure, there's someone's calling her from the garden. She's like, who's that? And she's going to investigate in the dream. And then Freddy's down the end of this sort of alleyway behind the houses. Not in America, I think he's got this mm. like, alleyway behind the houses. And he's got these arms and they just start going longer and longer and longer out through the sides. And they must be like six foot long each side. And he's got the clawed glove on one arm and it's scratching across the walls and it's sparking, mm. hooked up to a car battery to make a circuit and it's sparking as he's walking That's along scratching cool. against the things fucking some yeah. of the stuff that they did in these films with Man, and it makes fun. them like timeless when you use practical effects it does it really it does because yeah. like you, you you watch like old movies like older movies now with CGI that it doesn't age well, well. Yeah. it just yeah. doesn't yeah. age well like yeah. it's like it's like video games <laughs> that try to capture realism like from back in the day, it looked yeah. way worse yeah. than anything with like a decent art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, the yeah. same, and this that's why I'm such a big fan of thing of like um a lot of, like Del Toro's movies and such. Mm, yeah. His practical effects mm. are fucking insane. Yeah. They're so mm. good, and yeah, it just it just makes them good for so much longer. You know, look at Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, the bigotures that they made and they filmed it with the ah, oh, so yeah. good, and, and it's super important. It's made it. So much more timeless. Yeah, yeah, hundred like, percent. The only bit that looks dodgy is Gandalf on um, the bridge in Moria. Uh, that just looks a bit odd. Um, and um, fuck, when they're on the uh, the Black Gate and it spans out, uh, and it looks like somebody's mm. copy and pasted it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, to be fair though, like even even in like m- quite modern standards, uh, sometimes CGI doesn't like translate really well like i mean i i just saw a, a really good criticism on uh like the matrix yeah uh and just even the sort of like the uh, the mirror quicksilver effect on uh, uh neo's hands that looked really off yeah just yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like oh it's i think it's the same with that bending spoon kind of thing that looks a bit yeah. weird as well yeah, doesn't yeah, it because yeah. i think that was so, cgi it yeah I, but to to their credit at the time you're like whoa to yeah. be fair, I, that that was so Keanu yeah. Reeves, mate. It got a whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know kung fu. <laughs> be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I explain a lot of like uh, Matrix's flaws by the <coughs> fact that it's like it is a computer simulation. Yeah, 
that is inherently flawed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. even like the fight, um, uh, Neo versus all the Agent Smiths, like, obviously, it, it looks dodgy, but I always explain it as the kind Matrix, like, to, I guess. struggling yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. render it. It's like rendering it's not it. Like mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need a bigger render farm, clearly. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're still and, running on, like, 900 GTX. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Um, yeah. 1080. Or, anyway. Or more. <laughs> Sidetrack. I wonder what that looks like on Blu-ray, just a quick survive. Oh, I've right. not seen The Matrix on Blu-ray. Right, right, right. The first movie in the cinema, I fucking loved it. Oh, you went to see it, didn't oh, you? Oh, man, it, it was great. Shit. I totally yeah. missed on that, because they did the, the trilogy. Yeah. I want to watch it again. Yeah. Um, going back to the sort of, just getting back on track with, uh, with Nightmare on Elm Street. I keep saying Friday the 13th. It's not fucking Friday the 13th. It's Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> goddammit. Um, a lot of the sequels were decent, to be fair. There wasn't much exposure to behind the whole where Freddy Krueger came from. I think it's the sixth film where they reveal that he's the bastard son of a nun who was raped by a hundred insane maniacs. Wow. So I think it's the sixth film. I'm pretty sure it's that one. There's a scene in there where you see the sisters and they're looking after these, these obviously insane people. They're, they're, there's something wrong with them. They're um, mentally disabled, whatever, but they're insane with it. And they're locked in this one building and the, this this nun gets knocked locked in overnight by accident, and they're all male, and they're just like, "Hey, let's have some fun," and they all take turns in raping her, and they obviously implant a seed, and she gives birth to Frederick Krueger, mm. and that's where Freddy came from. So he had a bit of a shit start in life, to be mm. fair. Um, but obviously, as I say, he went on, he started killing kids, and that, that's where that came from. And now, whether or not that's because of the the genes or where that came from, or whether it's just something that also happened maybe he was born as a kid it's never really fully explained and going back to what we talked about earlier that's kind of a good thing air of mystery it's yeah. a good thing because it lets you speculate you know mm. was he bullied as a kid is it just because of the genes is it because of the hundred maniacs that raped his mother you don't know that's the thing and I like that I like that intrigue with that and that adds the, an air of I guess a bit more realism to that character because mm. you don't know everything and it's like oh shit this could be anyone this yeah. could be anything also by solidifying the, the lore you are incredibly <laughs> open to criticism yeah, at that yeah, point yeah 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 because otherwise mm-hmm. you, like, you keep it open no one can really criticise how bad your storytelling is because it's so open yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can't yeah. get find plot holes if you haven't exactly. got anything for yeah. holes to be in yeah 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 so um, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, spun off a TV series Freddy's Nightmares mm. it was an anthology so the only time you see Freddy is the beginning and the end kind of like um uh, Tales from the Crypt with the Crypt Keeper. Oh, yeah. oh no, kind of similar to that. That legitimately gave me nightmares. Uh, every time, every time I, I watched it, they, they had a kids' game show, Games of the Crypt Keeper. I oh, watched really? it. I watched, oh, it, no, uh, I, I watched it on cable. <laughs> I think it was Fox. Fox Kids. Uh, yeah, I watched it because it was a fantastic game show in general. But yeah. Gave me nightmares as a kid. Great. It just triggered yeah. me. My yeah. parents were like, "Why are you watching this? You know you get nightmares. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's so fun." I think that's ran to two seasons. The Friday one. Mm-hmm. I think it was two, maybe three. I'm not 100 percent on that one. Um, the last one, apart from the remake, which I'm not really going to cover here because it's just a bit near. Um, Wes Craven's new nightmare. Uh, so you had the first six films: one, two, three, four, five, six, all with different subtitles, and then there was Wes Craven's new nightmare. Now, this one kind of broke the mold on that. So, effectively, it starts off the film and you've got Freddy and he's making his gauntlet and he's like, they call me the Springwood Slash and all this kind of stuff. And then it turns out this like the intro to a film by Wes Craven, who's in the film, mm-hmm. and the actor, Heather Langenkamp, 
is in the film, and this is about the creation of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Still with me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's so it's going to put the film yeah, yeah. into a film universe. Uh, okay. Right. So it's almost like they've gone the film, they've pulled out, filmed real life, and that's the film. Right? But because of everything that's gone on with this, Freddy becomes real. Okay. And the claws on his hands, really good visual. I'll see if I've got a, a picture of it somewhere and, and uh, show you guys after. So it's all muscle and sinew and bone, mm. and the, the claws are coming out of his fingers. It's not a glove. It's his actual fucking hand, and it's pretty okay. cool. So oh, that's, that's cool. It is. It's a really yeah. good concept for it, and obviously, it's something that does something different, which is kind of what the franchise needed. And I, I'm not sure what the sort of the ratings and the the, the critical acclaim for this film was, but personally, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, it's uh, six point four on IMDb, four point five Amazon, and seventy eight percent Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. To be fair, yeah, for yeah. a horror film after that yeah. longer run franchise, yeah, it just I think it's because it's something different. It broke that yeah. mold, which is good. It's kind of stepped back from itself. And turned itself into something more threatening, mm. which is great. Yeah, I thought that was great because his son's having dreams, and she's seen. Um, he's talking about Freddy, but yet the mother Heather, who's obviously playing herself as it were in the film, said that she's never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, which she's in because obviously her character Nancy, and yet Freddy's coming for him all the time, and he ends mm. up sort of getting taken over this fucking motor uh, like dual carriageway kind of thing, and Freddy becomes a very real entity. In this film, it's yeah. pretty fucking good. I guess it's good. the sort of concept of if you believe in something hard enough, it becomes real. Just like religion. watching the film, a lot of religions start off that way, right? Yeah. I don't mean anything in particular, <laughs> but like perfect example: Jedi. People yeah. believe in the fucking Jedi religion now. Uh, well, they yeah. put it on their they tax believe forms. that they do. Yes, and no. yes, you and know. Yes. But it's tax breaks. But it's just to show that anything can become real in that sense. If you believe hard enough. Yeah. It's like the gods in Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Yeah. That's very oh, much. that's very much that. Yeah. 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 It's that concept. Yeah. It's the a god really of hangovers. concept to put into a film. <laughs> yeah. They, it's sort of making it really meta. A long franchise, running franchise as well. Yeah. So I think that was 98, 99. Have you still got the MDB up there, Rolf? It's a really brave uh, step. Yeah. What, what year was Put your own film in a film. Uh, give me a minute. Um, 1904. 94. So yeah, that's 10 years after. For something that's had six films in that time period, mm. a lot of them critically acclaimed, and some of them were really, really good films. The third one especially had some really good visuals, where they're in the hospital, um, there's a kid laying on the bed, and Freddy comes to him, and he's, he's on about this marionette puppets, and he keeps seeing this marionette puppet just randomly walk along with the clawed hand. Freddy comes to him in the night, he slashes up his arms, slashes up his legs, pulls out the sinews, starts marching along in his dream like a marionette puppet. Oh, mate. And as he's there in this clock tower, he's got out on the ward, he's in this clock tower, and he's there, and he's like, oh, what are you doing, what are you doing? Freddy just takes his blade, snips it, and he jumps off the tower. So it looks like he's committed suicide. Oh. But Freddy's killed him by walking him like a puppet. Which I thought was fucking genius. That's pretty cool. So good. Yeah. That film, I think that's probably my favourite film, number three. Mm. Really enjoyed that one. Nice. Nice. Really nice. good. Last one on the list then, um, in terms of genre defining, as it were. This one was built more for the teen demographic. I think Heist is going to know a little bit more about these. I've seen a couple of them, but not all of them. Um, Scream, 1996, also by Wes Craven. So we finished up with uh, Nightmare on Street and Freddy Krueger and went, what can I do next? Let's yeah. do Scream. I remember really enjoying the first movie. Because yeah. <clears throat> like, it had the lad from Scooby-Doo in it, didn't it? Oh yeah, that guy. It does, because yeah. I saw it after Scooby-Doo. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, Shaggy's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we going to chat? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. There was yeah. some really good bits, like especially in the beginning. The opening scene will yeah. always be one of my favourite opening scenes in Is horror. Is that the one they ripped off? Yeah, like, it was scary. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. It's yeah. got some pretty big names in it as well, to be fair. You've got Drew Barrymore, Neve, Neve Campbell, Neve Campbell, yeah. uh, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox mm. in the first one. Yeah. Pretty big yeah. cast in that one, to be fair. Um, I, I remember watching it and the bit that like really got me like, like right a bit or made me jump anyway um, was where like, the camera like pans around <laughs> she's like on the phone and he just like flits past the doorway yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like those invasive things yeah. that get you yeah. it's like a bit in It chapter 2 have you seen uh, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, no I'm not going to give major. It's in the trailer. So you're not a spoiler. You've obviously. You I haven't seen the trailer, so it's a spoiler for me. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead with it anyway. So you've got a character <laughs> in an apartment, <laughs> and they're talking to this other person in the apartment. And this, they go into the kitchen. It's quite dark, mm. and they're looking at these photos on the wall. Next thing you know, this this weird malformed character just goes through this fucking and it's like oh my god that's fucking creepy it's invasive mm. it's mm. meant to be a background thing but it's so like oh my god what the fuck was that talking about like background things like, did you watch um Haunting of Hill House no I'm gonna run to it yeah oh that's the Netflix one right boy yeah, yeah. boy oh boy good. I've heard the ghosts Real. in every scene yeah and, and there's loads of ghosts in every yeah. scene oh really in, yeah in every part of the house <laughs> as long as you're in the house there's a ghost yeah. oh shit no yeah or in basically every scene and you it, once you start like noticing them, you can't not notice them. And it's like I, I watched like the first episode without really thinking. <laughs> I'd even read an article that said, "Oh, they're everywhere." And I, I, I suppose I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. It's about mm. the mm. second, maybe third yeah, yeah. episode. But as soon as you're like, you, saw, you see one, and you're like, "Oh." And then, and they then just, you can't stop seeing yeah. it. <laughs> and, and then the great thing about it is, like, the trick that they do is they'll show you the one shot. You'll see like uh, something in the background, maybe just on your periphery, because obviously mm. you're focused mm. on the actor. Mm. Mm. And then they cut away, and then they show the same shot, and then something's missing. Ah. Like, what? What? What just happened? Oh. Quick, stop. Oh. Rewind. That's cool. Oh my god! It's a child. Cool. It's a child. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I oh really, god. really enjoyed that Let's season. Um, it's quite short, right? It feels like episodes? fucking watching it for ages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 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 Is it like, imagine Josh sitting there with a pillow, just being like, peeking over the pillow. Oh, I, I, oh, God. God. oh God. I, was, I, was, I was like, hood is, is it over yet? <laughs> I was like, hood up, like sleeves all the way up oh, in no. my face. Like, <laughs> like a penny from South yeah. Park. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it was. Starts yeah. really strong as well. Yeah. Oh, like, man. oh, man. Just that, the whole thing. And the payoff at the end. Ah, oh, dude. Was. Did you call it like part of the way through? No. Oh, okay. No, I think I did. I think I started to realize. I, but I, to be fair, with these types of things nowadays, I just Rocks like hopes to survive them. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But like my my disbelief just I keep yeah. it suspended. Mm -hmm. There's no because if you analyze movies too much, and yes, in some particular way, this is kind of like our side hustle is we look at movies and we still right, yeah. rip it apart. <laughs> but if I want to enjoy something for the yeah. first time, I would just be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to sit here and just let it wash over me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, some of those things were fucking awful. Uh, 
just death. My God, I was oh, just like a good way or a bad way. Uh, oh, great! All oh, right, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like horror. Oh, it's just so. Is it like tension? A lot of tension. Then was it gore? Yeah, no, it's not really gory at all. It's just the tension. No real gore. No, but it's the it's the tension and just the sheer fucking put on edge. It sounds like Japanese horror. Yeah, I suppose it's got a lot of the way the psychological aspect yeah. of it. Mm. Yeah, mm. which yeah. We'll, we'll cover that in another time. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what it kind of sounds like. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, going back to to Scream after that little sidebar. Um. Again, a lot of things are influenced. Uh, this mm. particular franchise is influenced by the Gainesville Ripper, Danny Rowling, who murdered five teens over four days in August 1990. Good on him. Teens are old. All right. <laughs> I was a teen once and that was terrible. <laughs> I was never a teen. Josh just went from childhood to puberty. Was boom, I was straight born up. with a beard, don't yeah. <laughs> The doctor dragged him up by it. <laughs> um, have you been taking hormones, Mrs. <laughs> um, no. So, after he was sort of caught and was incarcerated, he confessed to raping several of the victims first. Um, and he also committed a triple homicide on November 4th of 1989. And he also attempted to murder his father in May of 1990. He was sentenced to death in 1994 and was executed by lethal injection in 2006. I love that. Boring way to go. I love that. It's like, yeah, he's sentenced to death. How long have I got to wait? Oh, about 12 years. Yeah. What? Just to think about it. Just, just yeah, he's sentenced to death. <laughs> On your Click. Own. You know, just, just fucking bullet on it. Um, I did enjoy the fact it kind of takes a horror twist on a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aspect. Yeah. yeah, it kind of takes like the Agatha Christie stuff, mm. and it, it kind of puts it into the slasher genre, mm. and it just kind of melts two so well together. Yeah, and I kind of like that. I, qu- I quite like that it it wasn't supernatural. Yeah, 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 yeah. As well. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I thought that was quite quite a good. But yeah, it still had that iconic mask, the ghost yeah. face killer. Yeah. yeah. So do um, they sit everyone down in a room at the end, saying the killer is, and then it's. it's <laughs> There's a lot kind of. of Kind of. There sort is, of, there is yeah. a thing at the end there where he's like, yeah. The, yeah. The, the speech, you know? Like, yeah, there is yeah. A yeah. But the, my, my issue was, is that the speech is given by fucking Shaggy. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, Shaggy Bro. wasn't the real killer. He no. was the, like, the sidekick. Yeah. And I just like, I just can't fucking take oh. it seriously. Like, I think I watched it after Scary Movie as well, which did not, not help. Yeah, totally didn't help. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, as a, uh, shit. Yeah, as a segue. <laughs> see, fucking scary movie. <laughs> whenever I see the Ghostface Killer mask, the first thing I say, as you said, pops in my head is that fucking scary movie. He's like, and he's got yeah, that joint that? in his head. He's like, what the fuck? Seeing it pops in my head every time I see that mask. I fucking love scary movies. Scary movies, so kid. good. Man, like it was, it was just great. That I even enjoyed one. them when they started fucking like spinning off. Didn't they do like War of the Worlds? Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, so it just got many. more ridiculous. And oh, vampires yeah. suck was another. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> The second one was really good. The like paranormal activity. Save like, it for the next episode. Yeah, yeah oh, that's, we're gonna come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's fair to say this was trying to get a new wave of people who are interested in slasher films. Yeah. I think it was definitely targeted to a teen demographic. How old were you when you saw I, Scream? Ooh, I was about like, I'm not gonna lie, I think I was about like 10, 11. But it's still like younger <laughs> yeah. audience though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because that's why I like about that one because I felt like it was way more catered for someone like mm, me. Because mm. like I watched more like relevant, yeah. yeah, like I watched Halloween and I was like, oh, this is a little bit dull. But like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, oh, it was just so good because it was. Mm. That's why um, 
if you go to Screen 4, Screen yeah. 4 is way more catered to people in, like, 2000s because it's based on, oh. like, live streaming and, like, trying to become famous right. and trying to, like, right. do something, so like, weird. So you're kind of more with the times then. Yeah, so right, that's right, why right. Screen 4 is actually, like, my favourite of mm, them all. Because mm. you but, can relate to it more. Yeah, mm. it's so good. Mm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. to be fair. Because um, Emma Roberts is in it. She, oh, plays, she? she plays the villain. Oh shit! No, yeah, no, cool. I was quite surprised. Oh, that's about cool. that. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> what was that like yeah. movie that they did where they're all like skyping each other? Oh, oh friend did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that, that was good? really good. Yeah, yeah I quite right. enjoyed that. The blender yeah. scene. Oh, oh god! No. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! It was bad. Um, <laughs> it was so good. They spared, They did a sequel. Oh really? About the dark web. Nice. Yeah. Mm. That someone one was. I haven't seen that one yet. It's bad. Um, from what I gather, someone stumbles across a, a, a dark website and there's some really dodgy shit and they get pulled into it, sort of thing. It usually uh, is. Yeah. There usually yeah. is. Yeah. A lot of the dark web is pretty yeah. fucking grim. Um, but no, Unfriended. It's a pretty good film to be fair. So mm-hmm. check that out. It's this, or as you say, it's all through Skype cameras and yeah. smartphones and all that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's done. And it's, Look it's, at the hardcore pornography and place the party <laughs> weed, and I get trying to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I mentioned, that blender scene. Oh, Fuck. I just wanted hell. to buy some Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Spawn did actually spawn a cult following afterwards as well. So not only was it inspired by a bunch of murders and stuff, it actually spawned a few. Um, the first uh, most prolific one occurred in January of 98 which is two years after the film came out um, 16 year old Mario Padilla and his 14 year old cousin Samuel Ramirez stabbed Mario's mother 45 times killing her 45 times right? I would have thought the first one would have been the job but you know um, just to make well, sure well maybe like double tap right Jack Bauer style double tap yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it became known. Gotta kill it till it's dead. <laughs> um, it became known as the Scream Murder, and they confessed to needing money from the mother, which she refused, so they could buy ghost killer, ghost face killer mask to be able to commit a murder spree. Wow. So, because of that one film, that one mask, mm-hmm. kids wanted to get the mask to commit a murder spree to follow the film. The film. Oh, yeah, the mother's like, yeah, I'm not going to give it to you. All right, there's a fucking knife 45 times. You know, mm. but because again, doing a reverse thing, then instead of being influenced, it's also influencing. Yeah, I know, and like Texas Chainsaw's probably influenced a few people that we probably haven't looked deep enough to yeah, find. That's, yeah, Freddy Krueger, how many people have probably put together a glove and fucking started slashing people with a glove like that? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it does make you think, mm. you know, especially mm. in this day and age where it's so accessible. Yeah. So it does make you kind of worried for the Joker movie. <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah. That's the thing that a lot of people kind of like, yeah. Like, this yeah. is probably going to um, empower a bunch of incels or people who, who fit that sort of demographic description. Have you seen that picture on the internet where it's, like, four lads and trailblazers walking off and they're like, go and see the Joker movie? Friday, I saw it this week. Yes, yeah. yes. I do kind of want to go see it I Friday if I'm ready for Another Comic-Con. Joker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On Saturday, oh, yeah, Saturday, Saturday yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the ones we're going to cover mainly for slashes. Um, out of the ones we've talked about, uh, let's just see <clears throat> what people think is their favorite out of the ones we've covered. Starting with Heist. Oh, put you on the spot. Yeah, yes, I know. I did. did not expect yeah. me. I didn't first. know where I was going with that. Either. I was like, which one am I going to go for? Let's go for Heist. Obviously, I. I much prefer the screen films because I grew up on them, really. Yeah, yeah. So that would be my choice. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just scary movie, obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, we know, <laughs> it, was it was in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was mentioned. And I'll stick to that. Mentioned by me, by the way. <laughs> 
Um, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I literally don't know. Because uh, I, I don't. And I'm gonna say American Psycho. Yeah. I think. Yeah. After everything, because it's the one that I remember the most. Yeah. Um, right. And that beginning, like the build up to like all the horrific stuff, is done so well. Like, because I I thought it was based on the book thing. American Psycho. Okay. And I thought, like, the book is, like, full of, like, all of his, like, daily routines and everything like that. Because that's, like, the weirdest part of it, where he's, like, doing all these, like, different moisturizers and shit like that. And, like, it is, like, workouts every day and, mm. you know. But... Christian Bale does a great cycle, by the way. Oh, just, just he's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Shame we won't admit to being around, from around here, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So just sort of looking at the... Um description on IMDb hmm. uh, in New York 1987 a handsome young urban professional Patrick Bateman which kind of fits with Psycho uh, lives a second life as a gruesome serial killer by night so it looks like it is different it kind of sounds like a reimagining of sorts yeah. mm. they're using the same sort of name yeah. Bates Bateman yeah. yeah no that's, that's fair so that, yeah, that's, 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 yeah but again it's still a slasher film so yeah. that counts I'm going to take it, it. So, yeah. Take it. Yeah. 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 Cool. that was it well, yeah I was going to say Psycho uh, <laughs> just because uh, personally that's the one that uh, uh, I've watched fully yeah yeah uh not a big horror person no i don't have the stomach for it Mm. that's for sure Mm. um but yeah no i i really liked it and just kind of like that cinematic auteur type um the way that it was Mm. uh put together so very ahead of its time yes yeah it was still scary it was still you know it's still it was still scary but not in that sort of just like you know in your face type yeah yeah yeah. as as the years progressed Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Am I allowed to say Sweeney Todd, even though it was just one of the honourable mentions? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, we did, it was an honourable mention, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll allow that one. Because most of these ones that I've watched <laughs> has been in the last two years or so, so a lot of them have been put together, but and Sweeney songs, Todd guys. I've seen before, and it was... was and there's songs. The songs. Yeah. Oh, the songs. It's, it's art, and I love it. And people die. It's yeah. great. Yeah, That's it's good for me. It's quite stylized as well. Yeah. And always, whenever we sort of look at that, or even think about that, I think of that experience we did in London. That mm. poor fucking kid screaming his eyes out in the yard. I'll vote for anything with a pie in it. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw is Josh's one. Yeah. Um, likewise. <laughs> was it the London Dun- London Dungeons we did, or was it the London Bridge? I can't remember. Uh, it would have been the London the Dungeons, Dungeons if it was about Sweeney Todd. It was yeah. that one. Were you in the barbershop yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. There was this kid in there Aww. with his parents, and obviously you had the goal was pitch fucking black, and there's little lights where you could see the silhouette of Sweeney Todd and the voice follows you around. The, this kid was howling his eyes out. He just couldn't fucking take he it. He thought he was going to die. That was Poor great. And I'll, they, they, I'll, like, I'll explain I'll, We'll explain to you like after the show yeah, like, how, yeah, how yeah. the whole thing would do. Alan, favorite. For me, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I grew up watching Friday. It's For me, it's the one that is you're never quite sure what's going on in the film and it keeps you on edge. Mm. You don't know whether you're in the real world or the dream world. Mm. And I like that. I like the suspense of kind of not knowing quite fully what's going on with it. Yeah. Because at any moment, Freddy could just be like, surprise, bitch, slash, or like fucking turn into this TV with arms and stick his head mm. out. Or in um, Freddy vs. Jason, which is this like fucking giant worm thing. And it's like, holy fuck, this is so good. And I like that. Um, spontaneity spontaneity yeah let's go with that and the, the uncertainty as well yeah you know and this is you're never sure quite of where everything is at any point and I like that mm. okay well, thank you so much guys for listening thank you so much for being here and being Special guests. amazing guests I'm here all week <laughs> <laughs> wait what since when 
Uh, what? Yeah. What's she she's, she's staying up. Um, <laughs> want, the real question is where you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rags in the kitchen's fine. If you want to continue the conversation, please uh, give us a shout out on Twitter, on Facebook, and on any other social media that yeah, we're in. your favorite slasher Instagrams. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to know what your favorite uh, slasher film is and why. And mm. yeah. Uh, give us a shout out on our social media. I'm at Cellmate89. Josh is. Uh, Mythic Comics and Art. Uh, I says. Cult Party, but the L is a capital I. Yeah, which <laughs> really threw me off. Alan? Um, at Hellblazer, H E L L B L A Y Z E R on Twitter and Instagram. And Leanne? Um, Mr. Raggles is Mr. underscore R A G L E S on Twitter. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again. Stay sometime. spooky. Spooked over. Spooked over. Ooh.